episode six. This is Ashley. And this is Scott. Welcome to Recovering Loudly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So today's episode, last week we talked about triggers, so today we're going to talk about coping. Which we got off track last week. We did, but uh, let's be honest, that's just how it goes sometimes. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And there's a good chance that we'll talk about triggers that we didn't think of. Yeah, because coping and triggers is actually, they, they go together. They do go together. Um, yeah, they go together a lot. But I think we didn't talk about our coping at all last week. So I really wanted to, we really wanted to make sure that yeah. we hit on it this week. Because coping is important. It is. And... Um, how do you, so I want to know, do you have different ways to cope with stress, depression, anger, and happiness? Oh man. Yeah. And no, um, that's a good question. Those are like, and those are like four big things. Mm-hmm. So, okay. My big coping is I love to eat, man. <laughs> well, who doesn't? But I like I'm like, man, I need to like slow down or something. I don't know. I need to get on keto. I can't do that keto shit. It's fucking terrible. It's terrible. I've tried. It tastes like cardboard. Oh my gosh. I love food so much. But the thing is, food doesn't love me. So I'm an emotional eater. Last week I talked about a situation I was put in. Yeah. Well, first thing, first three things I thought of, I want to cry, I want to eat, and I want to nap. Yeah. Because those are my go-tos for almost every emotion. Yeah? Yeah, actually. I'm... I, if I'm feeling really down, I want to nap, eat, or cry. And that's pretty much how I feel about everything. So I'm going to throw you a curveball. If you have one emotion, do you have a second emotion that goes with the first emotion? Oh, yeah. So you have, an emotion's a trigger. Yeah. 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 Is it a trigger for you? That's why I asked. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. So what do you do to cope with your emotions? Um, Well, I cope with mine in all different forms. Okay. My first and foremost, my daily cope that I like to me keeps me in a steady, pretty decent mood. I love to work. But when I say work, I love physical work. Mm-hmm. Like I Thursdays, like in the summer are my favorite days. Thursday, mo day. So mm-hmm. I'm outside all day. Yeah. And I'm doing literal physical work. It takes me an entire day to, to maintain everything out here. That coping for me is if I'm really stressed. Mm. I like to go out. And do that. Otherwise, the gym. Gosh, I wish that's how I coped. (laughs) I had to, the gym thing became a coping mechanism for me. Okay. Because I just, I kind of forced it upon myself as a coping mechanism. Okay. Basically. Well, I mean, but like, good for you. Yeah. And that's not even being sarcastic. That's like serious. Like, good for you. Oh, I mean, it's a decently healthy coping way to cope. I don't know if I have a healthy one. I mean, That's like, my only healthy one, by the way. Okay. See, and I just want to point out that it is important to look at both healthy and unhealthy coping mechanisms. And just because, okay. So a thing that I think people think of when they think of coping, I smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So I smoke cigarettes to help get through when I'm a little anxious. Do, do I think it actually helps me? I don't really think it does. I honestly feel like it's a mental thing. That I mentally think that it helps me when it really just makes me feel more like shit. I really should quit smoking. I should. But that's what I go to when life gets super hard. I Even if I quit, I go back to smoking. Yeah. But the thing I try to keep in mind and the thing I tell other people is 
Is smoking the worst thing that I could be doing to cope with my problem? No. No. So when you're like, that's probably the only healthy one I have. Yeah, but depending on what your other ones are, they're probably better than what you could be doing. Exactly. Yes. So tell me, mm. what are your other coping mechanisms? Um, <clears throat> shutting down. I go numb. Yeah. That's probably like my go-to. Yeah. I go into a numb state and I like silence. Pure silence. I get that, actually. Yeah. It's just, uh, that's if I'm overly mad or just depressed. I, should, I just kind of shut down. Yeah. That's, that's how I cope. I get that, actually. Because sometimes it hurts to feel. Yeah, you just kind of get sick of it. Yeah. Whether it's, you know what's weird is I've, I, uh, I've shut down when I'm happy because I feel like, okay, I've rode this happiness too long. The, shit's, the shit storm's coming. Do you feel guilty when you're happy for too long? Absolutely, I do. Is it, because, is it kind of like survivor's guilt? Yeah. Yep. I can relate to that. Yeah. I have a, <clears throat> sorry, <laughs> I have a frog in my throat. His name's Fred. Um, <laughs> well, he's been living there long enough. I figured I'd better name him. Name Fred. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of an asshole. But um, when, I think one of my biggest struggles that I've been facing, especially with my SJP and stuff, is that um, I feel like my story isn't enough. Yeah. And I get like this survivor's guilt thing because, you know, people have gone through so much in their life Mm -hmm. and it's like what makes, what makes me a person that can help somebody else. Yeah. You know, um, because I mean, really I, I look at my addiction. If I were to look just at the addiction, it's like, I'm like, it's just a small stint that was in my life was a year of really mm-hmm. bad addiction. If I look at my traumas, like if I look at my sobriety from being in toxic relationships and things like that, I, I can I can understand a little bit more. I can see yeah. it like, okay, I can see that. But it's a very weird thing like when you're feeling really great about your life. And, and you feel it, as you shouldn't. Yeah, and it's like this isn't right. Yeah. It really fucks with your head a little bit. It does. Makes you feel like a royal piece of shit. Yeah. Because you're like, I shouldn't be this happy. Yep. But like, I I feel like we deserve it. I feel Mm -hmm. like you deserve it. I deserve it. I feel like everybody Everybody deserves deserves happiness. To be happy. Without a doubt. Um, Even people who I don't like. Yeah. I I feel like they they deserve. It's their human right. Yeah, it is. Um, and it makes me really sad when people can't find that happiness. Yeah. Um, because for two reasons, one, because everyone should be able to be happy, but two, because there's people who are legitimately struggling to find that happiness. And I'm sitting over here sometimes so happy that I feel bad for being happy. happy. Yeah. Cause like, you know, when you're in a good place and you like talk to people and you're like, Oh, I have, 
all these great things. One, sometimes it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like a a cover because I struggle. Yeah. But I don't necessarily want to talk about mm-hmm. what I struggle with. Yeah. It's just easier to be like, because my life is going good. Mm-hmm. Like, I love it. But it's easier to talk about those good things yeah. and kind of mask some of the struggling. Yep. And it's like, okay, so here's that. And then there's people who are just like struggling all the time. And you just want to like, why? Yeah. Like, what can we do to get you to a place where you feel good? But it's like. <laughs> Mass chaos. Mass chaos all over the place. <laughs> hmm. So anyways, so you shut down when you're happy. Yeah. Or when I'm sad. Or when you're sad. And anger is a second emotion for me. What do you do when you're angry? I boil over, basically. I don't know. Um, I cuss a lot when I'm angry. And if I start laughing, I'm big mad. That's so fucked up. <laughs> but, like, I'm here for it. But, like, I'm glad. <laughs> yeah. That's big mad. Yeah. Okay. If, yeah, if I start laughing, it's like, oh, somebody's getting punched. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, and that's no bueno. Yeah, there's no. That's why there's so many rooms down here because like half of them are just have holes in the wall. Yeah, I know. There's so many holes. <laughs> there's so many holes. That's why they're all shut. I drink nothing but Monster and my nickname's Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to all the Kyles out there. <laughs> uh, the, um. Don't blame me. Blame the meme game. <laughs> blame the meme guy. Sorry, Kyle. Um, no, you can't sue us. Um, but yeah, no. Uh. So what do you do? Because anger is a big emotion. Yeah. And my seven-year-old, we work on how to cope with anger because anger is such a big emotion. Tell him to use his words. Sometimes they're very mean, though, because he does use his words. Okay. That's the great thing. That's okay that they're mean. He's trying to express how he feels, and sometimes he'll use insults. Uh And what I've figured out over the course of the years, the reason I go to an insult is because I I feel threatened. Yes, yes. And, you know, Colton, he is seven, and I try to explain to people, because he does it at school Yeah. and with other people, and, you know, I try to explain, like, you got to remember, he's, at the time he was six, because he's been doing a little bit better. We've been working really hard on expressing emotions appropriately at school. Yeah. Um, But I'm like, he... He was in a whirlwind. I mean, he was, he's been through divorce. He's been through DCFS. He's been through his mom having an addiction, his mom in jail, COVID. And he's just, he was he's just a, six. He's on a mo- an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And I think he has things that's happened to him that he has compartmentalized. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, and his yes. body has, but his brain has blocked it. Yeah. And I think those rise up during mm-hmm. certain situations. Oh, no, without a doubt. That's what happens mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And he doesn't even know it. It's yeah. just like it triggers him. Yep. And then it turns into a huge emotion. So on that note, now we're going to jump back to triggering. Okay. So on that note, with that emotional thing that I can tell you that I know, my anger is a trigger for everything bad at a certain point in my life. And the reason is, is because I remember specifically when I was a kid Finally, I got so mad one night, I threw a shoe at my mom. And now I associate anger with that. So anytime I get mad, that goes through my mind, and then I become basically, yeah. 
and then I feed off of it. So remember I told you that I was now on coping. <laughs> remember how I told you? So I have a photographic memory. Yes. Once again, I told you how Kelly, my, my therapist, is trying to reprogram my photographic memory. Yes. Because of that. So what she's doing with me is she's making me focus on pictures of certain people and happy moments, any happy moment of a picture that I have with that person. I have to focus on that and I try and associate when I feel that emotion to focus on that picture. Oh, yeah. Good job, Kelly. And it's working. Oh, I love that for you. Yeah. So it's a coping mechanism. Now I just go back mm. and I, I look at happy pictures of a certain person. Yeah. And I use that as a coping mechanism for when I start to get mad. No, that's great. Mm-hmm. Gosh, she sounds really smart. Can she we, is. Can we have her on? We should have Kelly on here. We should, because I kind of want to meet her. But she'll drill me. It's great. Like the first time I walked in there, when I sat down and I said, look, fucking drill the shit out of me. Like, I want you to literally take whatever psychological drill you have, and I want you to literally go right through my skull with it. And I yes. said, because I am thick-headed, I will put up a facade. Yeah. And I said, I need you to poke. And she does. And I love it. Oh, let's bring her in here and see if she can fuck with our heads. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> what, what can you bring up with me? Tell me. Tell me. I need a, I need a good moment. Like, you know, I, need, I need a breakthrough. On that note, too, with coping, Kelly is a coping mechanism for me. I literally look forward to my therapy appointments. But that's such a good coping mechanism. And like, I never, as we discussed before, would never go to therapy before. Like, no, that's so great, though. Yeah. Because... I think, for one, therapy, a lot of people don't realize how great therapy It's underrated. There's a stigma behind it. There is a stigma. It's getting better. It is getting better. It's but there being, is a stigma. Everybody's starting to learn that, hey, we all got shit. We do. Therapists see therapists. Yeah. That's literally what Kelly told me. She goes, I see a therapist. Yeah. I'm trying to find one. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, I want somebody that I can... You know, because mm-hmm. sometimes shit's heavy and you don't want to carry it by yourself. It is heavy. And sometimes you just want to go in there and say, I don't know, a thousand times and then be like, oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do know. I do know. Hold on. Here it is. So I, if she would be willing to, I think it would be so cool to have her come on because as a practicing clinician, I would love to pick her brain yeah. and like listen to her talk. I'll have to bring it up to her. You should and see if she's willing. I see her willing. Thursday, so. You should. That'd be so awesome. I'll convince her. Yeah. Yeah, I'll convince her. I'll throw an extra 20. I'll throw a 20 in. (laughs) I got to get out of the floorboard. (laughs) Flashback to last week. (laughs) Go get the claw hammer and a pry bar. Be right back. (laughs) Hold on. I got a special 20 for you, sweetheart. (laughs) You can just call me dad. (laughs) Anyways. um, Yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. Uh, By the way, Kara's face when I said that. Oh, my God. (laughs) I haven't been called daddy in a while. <laughs> her and her son were both like. <laughs> I mean, I say some stupid shit. Oh, I say some stupid shit all the time. <laughs> I'm getting better. I like, not. I'm getting better at when to say stupid shit, but like, I'm just so trans. Oh I gosh. made an old white guy joke and nobody got it. 
<laughs> and it's not like when I say that out loud now at the podcast. Yes, yeah, so it sounds really, really bad, but it was actually off Jeff Dunham off Netflix. Oh, okay. And everybody just kind of sat there and stared at me. And I'm like, all oh, right, never mind. That was, totally <laughs> right. went over everybody's head. I think I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't have to. It's fine. No, I, I have. Um, I think I'm just so involved with so many different things. Yeah. Like, And that's another thing is I try to stay 100% off my authentic self. But I think some people neglect to realize that we all have facades. Yeah. Depending on the people we're around. And the situations. And the situations. Yep. So I am my authentic self. But there are days that are more draining than others because I have to put on like customer service, Ashley. Saturdays are a killer. I've only worked two full Saturdays. Stables just opened. <laughs> and I'm already like, kill me. Um, but I work at Hathaway's in the morning. Actually, I do... Fridays, I have like my social justice practicum stuff, and then I do work at Uncle Nolan's, and then I work Saturday morning, Saturday night, and then Sunday morning. So I have like this basically two days, two and a half days of just busy. And the facade that I have to be is customer service Ashley. And she is draining. Everybody in their lifetime needs to be in customer service. Oh my gosh. Retail and food. Yeah, and like learn how to do it, like yeah. actually do it, not just. I'm gonna need to pause this. Oh, All right, we are back. I had to take a potty break. Potty breaks are important, better than pissing yourself. Yeah, that would have sucked, especially <laughs> in the gray sweats. <laughs> not that you don't have fifty pairs that you couldn't go change, but yeah. it's okay. Um, what were we even talking about? Coping. Coping. Facades. Oh. Facades. Being happy. Yeah. Going back to being happy. Right? When we're cop- talking about coping with happiness, yeah, pretending to be happy <laughs> is a whole different kind of coping. Oh, isn't it? Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Facades. Facades. It's. I think. Like, I have a love hate re- relationship with facades. Yeah. Yeah. Like in general, or for yourself specifically? For myself specifically. Yeah. Like, do you not like to pretend to be happy when you're not? What's your, what, what angle are you just talking? I feel like I, I, so I get irritated that I can't be myself. Mm, I get that. Do you think of yourself as like, when you think about your facades though, Mm -hmm. do you think of them as a cover up of yourself or a different version of yourself? Different versions. Or an extension. Extensions and versions. Okay. But if you look at it from an extension perspective... Yeah. Then it really is you being a part of yourself. You're just highlighting a specific Ugh. aspect of your personality more than another. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So don't look at it as like I'm pretending like I can't be myself. No, you can. Just you're, highlighting a different area. You're just highlighting a different area. Because hmm. that's kind of how I look at it. Because I am me. Yeah. But like I can't be raunchy dark humor ashley when i'm sitting in class <laughs> or at my sjp yeah i can't i can't make jokes about being an addict when i'm talking with somebody who's withdrawing yeah. you know what i mean so i and and it's a, th- a thing i'm developing because um i put my mask down like i wore the mask all the time of like oh i'm happy i'm strong this yeah. is me i'm a woman hear me roar yeah. and then <laughs> Then I p- took the mask down and I'm like, I'm raw. Yeah. This is me. Take it or leave it. 
now no balance balance. now i'm starting to get to the point where i am my authentic self all the time yeah i just highlight different parts of myself given on the situation given the situation it makes sense and i'm always transparent about my my recovery always yeah see i'm pretty transparent about my life see yeah i know you are Mm mm-hmm I barely fucking knew you. And now I'm doing like a podcast with you. I know, right? Because we we had that moment where we were both transparent with each other. Yeah. It worked. It clicked. And then we both realized that we're both kind of fucked up. I know. So it worked even more. It's great. It's fantastic. So yeah, I I know you're very transparent with. That's part of my coping too. Is being transparent? Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Me too. Yeah. Like, because how I look at it, I call it the M&M theory. Ooh. Yeah, so like that moment in 8 Mile when he's like basically says, I know what you're going to say about me. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I was also thinking the candy. Maybe I just need a snack. <laughs> not the peanut M&M ones. No. We're not talking about No, no, no. I'm talking about Eminem, the rapper. I know. Because then it like to me is it takes out any questions. Right? If you are just transparent. Yeah. Here, here it is. Yeah. I mean, people are going to love you or hate you regardless. Yep. So. That's something I'm finally wrapping my mind around. Oh, yeah. Same. I know. I'm like. It must come with your, like, I don't know, mid-30s or something. Yeah. When you realize that, like, people. Like, before you knew people hated you and you were like, but I can make them love me. And now you're like, I'm fucking tired. Yeah. Go fuck off. They can fuck off. And you know that they hate you. And And that's a coping mechanism. And it's like, I don't know why they hate me. I'm delightful. Like, whatever. Do you, do you do you find telling, like, people mentally in your mind to go fuck off as a coping mechanism? Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, like, situations where I'm like, fuck that. And sometimes I talk shit. I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes. Well, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you got to. Sometimes to cope. You got to talk shit. I talk shit. Yeah. And I'll admit that. I'll admit that to anybody. Like, you piss me off, and I'm in one of my, if I'm in a specific headspace where yeah, I'm you're just gonna get the shit I'm I'm gonna talk shit about you I mean yeah. I might not try to talk shit to you because I'm angry just and gonna I don't bitch and I'm gonna but I'm gonna bitch about you I'm gonna yep. find somebody that I trust and I'm gonna be like this bitch yeah and I because I know first of all everybody does it oh absolutely if anybody fucking foremost fucking says <laughs> that they never do this you are fucking li- you are one of those people you are one of those people that says they've never shit themselves in their entire lives oh my gosh for sure or they'll be like I don't fart you fart yeah Shut the fuck up. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's one of those moments. And it's like, you know, we all do it. And I don't mind if people talk shit about me because one, they're going to. Yeah. But two, sometimes I, I like deserve it. Like sometimes I'm a shitty person. I've yeah. done, I mean, I'm not a shitty person. I feel like I'm genuinely a good person. But sometimes as a human being, I make mistakes. And do. sometimes I'm a shitty person. I act shitty towards people mm-hmm. unintentionally sometimes. Um, I think we all have our own biases that sneak out on us. And yeah. sometimes we just act shitty yeah. in situations unintentionally. Well, like I had somebody saw on that note, I had somebody jump me and tell me that I was a shitty person because I didn't acknowledge them one night at a, in, a, in a bar. This was a few years ago. And I was just, I literally in my head was like, I was probably just in a bad mood. Yeah. Because then when I'm in a bad mood, I don't, I don't talk like leave me alone. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I probably shouldn't have even been out at a bar. No, probably. <laughs> and it's like, man, I, I don't have anything against you. I was just, 
kind of in a funk, you yeah. know? I mean, and, and that's, I mean, people get defensive, which is another coping, that's a coping mechanism. mechanism. Man, there's so many. I feel like one, one of our podcasts, we're going to have to have like a list of all the all, coping. All of the coping mechanisms. We're going to turn people into diabetics. <laughs> As a diabetic, <laughs> don't eat too much sugar. Please monitor your sugars if you feel that you're a diabetic. I'll tell you what, man. You throw treats down in front of me. Dude. I'm a sweets guy, and that's how I cope with sweets. So, me too. Where's my gummies? You ate them. Yeah, see? <laughs> Literally ate them before we got on the podcast. I'm looking for my gummies. Gummies that are gone. They're in your belly. (laughs) I'm sad face. See, I like sweets. Oh, man. I like sweets, too. And it's like I'll be full and I'll be like, "Mm, but I could go for some chocolate. And then I feel like I'm dying because I eat too much. And then I'm like, and the circle just starts all over again. It just just cycles. Mm, Yep. And I'll smoke a cigarette, wait a little bit. I'll be like, you know what sounds good? A snack. A snack. A snack. snack I should blues. counterbalance that with exercise, but I don't. I just snack. So whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. I'll get my shit together one day. But until that day comes, I snack. Yeah. So we we should. We should. Because I realized, like, as we started this conversation, as something that I thought was going to be kind of small. It's like, you know what I mean? Because, like, when, you, yeah. when you're like, oh, you yeah, I cope. Yeah, it's like huge. Yeah. Like we planted this little seed. I thought it was just going to be this like little bitty. Mm-mm. It's huge. It's yeah. a huge conversation. There's, yeah, there's like, mm-hmm. man, the, I'm just sitting here thinking about every single way that I cope to be able to get through myself. Like get, if I know that I'm having a stressful day, yeah, the shit I do, I fall into like an OCD r- routine. Like yeah. literally. And that's a coping mechanism for me. It's like, okay, if I do this, I'm going to have a good day. Everything's fine. It is like my comfort, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's fucking weird. No, I get it though. Yeah, but it's fucking weird. It is weird, but it's okay. I know. I know it's okay. (laughs) You're like, yeah, duh. (laughs) It's just fucking weird. You know what? I also, when you were talking about coping, working, Mm -hmm. I also, if I am not working craziness, um, then I get... Like, I don't know. It's like things don't get accomplished. Yeah. You're like me. You're a workaholic. I am a workaholic. And we, to how we cope with our happiness is we have to keep working. Uh, yeah. And then because people... if you're stagnant, you freak out. Yes. And I want to keep like. Moving. Moving up too. Yeah. Like I want to keep forward Mo- progress. Yes. Bingo. Conting- continually. So even when. <laughs> Which is physically impossible. Oh, I know. You think you're doing it, but you're not. But you're not. <laughs> and even when the joke was made about being a salesman out of remit, I was like, I don't know. I could probably fit it in. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. But my brain. Maybe at Tuesdays from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. <laughs> I have uh, Tuesdays from 2 to 4 available if you can, if you can squeeze that in. But like I am, one, I hate letting people down. Yeah. But I, two, I always feel like I need to prove that I'm okay. You know what I mean? Is it is that a cope? It is. Yeah. I need to prove that I'm okay. And I think that's why I drive myself so hard. People, when I tell people what I have going on, because like, it's insane. So, so I work three jobs. I do the podcast. I have my SJP, which is eight to 10 hours of volunteering a week. Plus the I, random shit you do at the barn. And I know I, you count that as a job, but I mean, it's like random as hell too. Yeah. I 
do like inventory unless Kara beats me to it, which I'm going out there next week. She's there's a huge order that we have to get in, but I do inventory and ordering like I help with ordering. I did that stupid, not stupid. It was a great appointment. I shouldn't have said stupid appointment because it went really well. <laughs> it was just first thing that popped in mind. It was a great appointment out there. Um, but like in the kids and school and yeah, and like you know what though, <laughs> it shows how much you can actually accomplish. Yeah, but it's exhausting. It is. Exhausting. I need to calm the fuck down. Yeah, my mom was like, "You can't get another job." No. I'm like, "Nah." But maybe I will. But maybe. And then I was thinking, I'm like, "Man, when I get my degree, because yeah. this is where my head goes." When I get my degree, I want to go further. Yeah. Like I want to get, I want to be a doctor. I'm literally trying to figure out how I can, there's certain online classes I want to take. Yeah. I want to figure out how I can get enough time to be able to do it. Dude. And that's, it's not working out in my favor at the moment. No. Well, <laughs> I almost feel like you could delegate some of your. Well, that's the control problem, which we've talked about. I know, but I'm just saying. Pop meat kettle. I I know. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. But like I try to help. Like I try to take like the stable seat and this is yeah. my control problem because I automatically assume partnership. That's not a bad thing. But though. it is though. Like some people don't like it. <laughs> but, I'm like, but I'm like, Kara, no, it's our our stables. I'll go out there. It's fine. And I'm like, I don't have fucking time. But I will. Yeah. I'm like, because it's like I do like. You thrive off of it. I it's kind of sick in that well it's not really because it's an adrenaline it is adrenaline and um it's when i feel the most alive Mm -hmm. and like if my kids aren't home i just because i know we're getting ready to run out of time or we're over time so real quick i took a pee break we're only at 29 minutes oh so we have a minute yeah (laughs) when my kids aren't home it's the worst yeah they only go to their dads every other weekend but when they are not home I have no energy or life to do anything. That was yesterday for me. Oh my gosh. I I got up and I'm like, all right, I want to go to work, but I've literally, I've, I haven't taken a day off in weeks. I know you haven't. And yesterday I woke up and the boys wanted an omelet and that was a, was a trigger for me. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm staying home today. Yeah. And it was. It was a feel-good trigger, and it was That's great. beautiful. I love that. Yeah. It's great. Kids can, and the best coping mechanism. I was just getting ready to, that's what I was going to end it with, is my kids are my biggest coping mechanism. Same. So our takeaway from today is that it, good or bad coping mechanism, it could always be worse. Yep. If it is a bad mechanism, um, if you have a problem real quick with addiction and you need to seek help, um, there is a lot of support out there mm-hmm. and we will be putting up a website. Hopefully by the time this airs, we'll have things put up. Yep. Um, but please contact Bridgeway if you need help getting into a program. But on the flip side of that, find your coping mechanism that works for you. That is healthy ish. Yeah. Healthier than the alternative. Um, and if you're a parent, it's okay for your kids to be your coping mechanism, yeah, right? Absolutely. They want you to be their coping. Want you to be. How, they want how? They want themselves to be your coping mechanism. So for those of you who didn't know, I have a stammer problem and, and mild dyslexia. So there you go. That's why I can't talk today. And I'm just having a bad day. No, I'm not. I'm just having a brain fart day You'll where nothing those. works every single day I come here. So. <laughs> 
still have that. Yes, you will. All right. Well, we will see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.